So we're excited for this morning. We're excited for what God is going to do. And so let's get ready to start it off with Pastor Lynn. Hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are believing that this is going to be the last time that we're not at least able to be meeting together in the church and that we will be speaking to empty seats. We're ready to start seeing your faces out there again. Yes. yes. Lord willing, we're believing. I want to, we're going to probably end up having just a little bit of discussion here this morning, uh, thinking that if this is indeed the last time, we would like to do things a little bit changed up, talk a little amongst ourselves besides just bringing the message that each of us have for you. But I just want to start this morning, if you would turn with me to Mark the fourth chapter and the 35th verse, beginning with the 35th verse, fourth chapter of Mark. On the same day, this is on the day that Jesus had been speaking, done some teaching and, and used parables. Uh, the, he gathered with his disciples, and they are going to cross over, doing another crossover. So, On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat, as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling but he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him, and they said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he turned to the disciples, he said, but he turned to them and he said, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? It's like, ouch. Yowzers. They had just been with him. They had just seen miracles. Now they're crossing over to the other side to end up doing more ministry. And a little storm kicks up, a little storm that they felt was quite significant, but Jesus was sleeping through it. He was completely peaceful with who he was, where he was, and knowing what he was called to do. And they feared, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? But I want to go back to think that the times that we're going through right now, this is something that's unprecedented in my lifetime. We've never experienced I've never experienced anything like this or even close to this, where businesses are shut down, where the church is shut down, where there is so much fear out there over this COVID-19 coronavirus, and people are fearing for their jobs, people are fearing for their health. There's just so much fear that even, this is why we're doing what we're doing right now, because the churches have been shut down. Yeah. I just think, and, and Jesus is saying, where is your faith? Do you not have any faith? It's like, why are you so fearful? Mm. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? I think that <clears throat> I remember talking, it's been like either six or seven weeks ago before we started this whole shutdown, and I was preaching a message, and it was definitely talking about faith and, and, and about fear. And I will say again right now that my greatest fear is certainly not 
COVID-19. It's not the coronavirus. My greatest fear is what's been happening, how that this fear we have as the American people, people of the United States, people around the world, have entered into such a state of fear that my fear is that we're giving up so many of our rights as United States citizens. Because of the fear of this virus, we have allowed so many of our rights to be trampled, to be taken away, constitutional yeah. rights. That's what scares me is what if, what if we end up seeing that we go through this time and if we were to allow this to continue happening in our lives, in our lifetime, what's going to be the United States that our children and our children's children have to live in and to look forward to? What's happening to our rights? A little bit, a little scary, that part Serious to think question. of. And I, I, but I was having a discussion with somebody that's partially a believer, a little, a little bit of a believer. And one of the things he started talking, he started asking me questions like, what do you, how do you feel about this? What do you think about this? And, and started, to, you know, just sharing a, a lot of stuff. And I shared what I felt like I had a download from the Lord 11 years ago, 2009, and I began to, to share what I had seen in, the, in that download, and he, his eyes got really big, and he said, wow, well, uh, you know, th this kind of talk, what, what can you do about that? He said, if there's not something that you can do or that we can do about that, it's only just a bunch of noise, and that noise can end up creating more fear if we're not careful. It's like, oh, not only are we fearing this disease right now, but there's fear for the future that we may be losing all of our rights. Well, what can we do about that? I said, you know, and that really caused me to think just a little bit. If we just talk about and talk about, but we don't do something about, then where are we? It, it really is just a bunch of noise. I feel like a lot of the rhetoric that we've heard over this COVID-19 is just a bunch of noise that just generates and creates a ton of fear out there. I know in whom I trust. I know in whom I believe. I know where my safety, where my future lies, and that's in Jesus Christ. Amen. So if, if, if that's where my comfort lies and, and my future lies in the future of my children and my children's children. It's like, well, what can I do? What do we do about it? Man, there's scripture that tells us what to do about that. Yeah. And I want to get into yeah. that scripture because there are promises that we can stand on. Come on. Yes. Yep. Yes. Let's turn uh, from back or to another chapter in the New Testament with Matthew. And then we're going to go a little bit of Old Testament here a little bit. Matthew 7, uh, chapter 7, probably 15 through 20. Okay. Matthew 7, chapter 15 through 20. In fact, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just read that whole thing. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. I think it's sometimes we have to be very, very careful in whom we put our trust. Exactly. Yeah. We know that we have promises from our Almighty God, from our Savior, Jesus Christ, in whom we put our trust, our faith, our belief system. And we have to be really careful about, I'm not, 
where else and whom else we trust and believe in. Therefore, what, um, beware of false prophets who come in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. Yep. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Mm -hmm. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. And I want to go, I want to elaborate on that just a, a great deal right now. I want to move to Mark chapter 7. And in chapter 7, we will begin with verse, Mark chapter 7, verses 20 through 23. Jesus is talking again to his disciples, <clears throat> along with a crowd that had gathered around. Uh, some. Uh, anyway, I just want to jump right into this. So he said to them, are you thus without understanding? Oh, I'm jump. I'm a little bit too soon. Verse 20. Verse 19. Okay. Are you still with me? We're bouncing. 18, 20, 19. Do you, because it is not, let's reset. Can you reset for me here just a second? People, congregation. We're going to go to 18. I'm very sorry. We're going to verse 18. Are you thus without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatever enters a man from outside cannot defile him? He was talking about the way they eat and things that they eat, but here, here's the part where it gets really important, and this is where I was going to start, but I felt like I needed to read that so to bring a little clarification. Because it is not, it, because it does not enter his heart, but his stomach, and is eliminated, thus purifying all foods. So, the things that defile a man do not, do you not perceive, because it does not enter his heart. So where defilement comes from is from our heart and by the things that we allow to enter our heart. Yeah. We just call it a heart thing, and yes. where, where, your, where your heart is. What comes out of a man is that that defiles a man. For from within... Out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murderers, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things come from within wow. and defile a man. Yep. Yeah. So it's all right. We, I was speaking uh, a couple nights ago ab about well, on the Wednesday night class that we were doing, out of the, we hear and we've heard the scripture and even quoted it many times, I have, uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But I'm just saying, as we, as believers, out of the heart, the motives of the heart, the position of the heart, comes our actions. Yes. That what we do. Yes. The, the defilement that we do and the people, the things that people see coming from our heart are the actions that we do 
It's, it's our actions. It's the, uh, the fruit that's produced yes. Yes. in our lives through our actions is that people see and that people say, by your fruit, will you, you will know them. Say, yeah. by your actions, you will know them. Yeah. By our actions, they will know us. Yeah. It's a matter of the heart. Yeah, that's it good. is. That's good. Okay, I would like to go from there to um, Mark. Four, I mean Mark seven, verse six. Mark seven, verse six. Mm. It says this people. This is a, a prophecy of Isaiah's. Says this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Yeah. It's like oh, when we think about and we talk about heart issues, and we even talk about you know, how about church and the people that are called by his name, Christians. It's the actions that we do. Mm-hmm. We, we can speak things with our mouth, but what are the actions that we do? Yes. Are we walking it out? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It sounds yes, good. Yes. Yeah, no, no, good. No. Yeah, we agree <laughs> okay. with you. We're All with right. you because yeah. the Lord's it's speaking like, to us in similar ways. Like if you look at these messages are all going to tie it together again because it's the Holy Spirit speaking. Yeah. Our hearts are being revealed by our actions. And, and I, I really believe that, I, in fact, in Wednesday night, we're doing what we call uh, the Hardy Home Series, which is... Um, home Revival. Home Revival. Right. Doing it, you know, from our home, recording it from our couch. And uh, that's w- one of the things that I was saying is, is when someone's actions are absolutely contrary to what you thought and what you've seen them or heard them speak and you watch their actions completely contrary to what you've heard come out of their mouth it's like oh my goodness what a testimony that is it's like not just what we say really but what we do yeah exactly uh and i feel like this 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 time as we talked about it a reset this is like a time of reset where where it's taking us back to grassroots like what's happening in our homes Mm -hmm. how we're living our lives at home what our children are seeing what we're teaching our children how we're treating our husband or how we're treating our wife and how we're treating our children and again what we are teaching them little kids are like sponges they're just going to soak up whatever they hear whatever's happening in their home so that's how we need to be teaching there's there's a reset there's an opportunity and i feel like like this is a crossover time for us when Jesus is saying to the disciples as they're crossing over and they're, it's such a, a, a turbulent time, you know, the ocean, the waves are crashing and, and what they're seeing around them creates a great deal of fear in their lives. And he says, where is your faith? Yeah. Yeah. Where is yeah. your faith? And we need to have our faith anchored in him. Mm. Undoubtedly, yeah. our faith needs to be anchored in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And the, the, the Lord's Prayer says, you know, <laughs> Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed, exalted, worshipped be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we just call out, you know, what this, this gentleman that I was talking to the other day, and he's saying, you know, it's just a bunch of noise. If you don't have a solution, it's just a bunch of noise. We say, all right, Father, 
our Father, which art in heaven, we, hallowed be your name. We worship your name. And we just pray that your kingdom come, that your will on earth be done. And we know that your will is not for a coronavirus or for your people to live in fear, yeah. but to live by faith mm-hmm. as yes. we reset in our homes, as we begin to pray in our homes and worship in our homes, study the Bible in our homes, take communion in our homes, and express generosity, how we can help our neighbors in our homes. It's going to be a complete reset where there's been a breaking down of the family. There's a reestablishing of the family, but we have a crossover that we're going through, something that we need to do when we, knowing that on the other side, that there's going to be great things happening in our homes and happening in our families. I want to go now, let's turn to <laughs> Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles 714, where we've got another promise. And you've all heard this many, many times. Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. If my people who were called by my name will humble themselves and pray. So what's yes. the solution that we have? Humble what's yourself and What's the promise that we have? Okay. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray mm-hmm. and seek my face. Yes. Turn from their wicked ways. Oh, it's time for a heart check right here. Turn yeah. from their wicked ways. Yeah. Where is wickedness? Where, where, where is, it, it comes from our heart. What, what's in our heart? What we've been receiving in our heart. Yeah. What we've been receiving in our heart. I'm going to say again, allowing into our heart. Exactly. We need to check that. Yeah. A complete heart check. And we're going to go back to this here. We'll seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, it's time for a heart check, people. The people that are called by his name, us Christians, it's time for a real heart check. Turn from our wicked ways. Examine what's in our heart. What's a position of our heart? Turn from our wicked ways. I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place if if we will turn from our wicked ways it's like repentance time yes a heart check what's your heart position (laughs) a check on your heart repent turn from your wicked ways humble yourselves pray to him and he will hear our prayers his eyes attentive to our situation his ears attentive to our prayers in this place and our land will be healed One more scripture, Isaiah 60, verse 2, that we hear, uh, another one that we hear, it's like, verse 2, for behold, I mean, we're, we're, we're seeing, we're seeing this darkness, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But, everybody say, but, but, the Lord will arise over you, the Lord will arise over you. The Lord will arise over me, and his glory will be seen upon you. Do a heart check. Turn from those wicked ways. Repent. Call upon the Lord, and he will hear your call. He will hear from heaven, and our prayers will 
be answered. Yeah. Mm. That's good. Uh, two, two things, you know, that we were, while you were speaking that really started to hit home was, you know, we've been so concentrated on what can we do to clean our hands? What can we do to clean the outside? But yeah. have we really been <laughs> concentrating on what can we do to clean the inside? Yep. Um, you know, which Jesus was describing to the Pharisees a lot mm-hmm. that the outside is clean, but what's, what's, he cares about what's going on in the heart. Um, and so. sometimes we can get in, in, in such a trench. I, I just call it, you know, in, in trench mode where we just see, you know, it seems like there's a light way down there at the end of this trench, but we look to the left and look to the right, and all we see is like, you know, dirt if you're down in a, de- in a deep trench sometimes. Yeah. And we're, we're so caught up and, and focused in like tunnel vision, yeah, looking yeah. at the light at the end, but, but that we don't see that there's a light right over us, shining down yeah. on us, right over us. And, and, and we're so engrossed in, in the problem and so focused on the problem right now being yeah. this, the, this virus thing mm-hmm. that we don't even see anything peripherally. We, yeah. we tr- don't yeah. see anything to the left or the right. And we don't even look up because we're just looking at the problem all around us. It's like, you know, lift your eyes, lift your yes. eyes, lift your eyes. There's yeah. a solution. And I think something along with that, um, I'm trying to remember the reference right now, but it talks about the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. Totally. Uh, pierces between bone and marrow. And it begins to reveal your innermost thoughts is what it says. So mm. when you're talking about inner purity, sometimes we don't even know that we're off when we're not in the word. And then you get in the word and it's like, like the word, it's alive and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. And it begins to reveal those matters of the heart. It begins to reveal things that are going on in our lives. It it's yeah. becomes a standard of our life. And yeah. I think that's so huge for us to be in our word, and it reveals those things. Yeah. Well, that's where we're going to be going this next Wednesday with our, our in-home, with our this, home yeah. revival Bible. series is yes. studying the Bible, the importance yeah. and value of the Bible in your home, how you go about it, and how you're teaching and instructing your family. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the cool part, too, of our home revival series. If you haven't seen them, please check us out. Make, make Go back, rewatch those videos. But it's awesome to see you guys in your home and knowing um, – knowing we've been to your house numerous times, but knowing that what you're speaking about is something that you live at home. Hmm. Like it's not something that you just speak about or, and you guys just go about it, but like watching you guys on your couch talking about it, it's like that's what you guys do. And I've been a part of those conversations, which have been amazing, sitting around your, your um, table there. And it's like you just start spitting out the word of God. That's because that's what's in your heart. Hmm. And it's so awesome to see you guys doing that. And um, it's been awesome to be able to hear that and like I said, and it's not just saying words, but you guys actually live it. And when we do that, that's really when it starts to come into play yeah. of living the word, yes. being the word. You know. Oh, thank you, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can I'll, you can give me a twenty later. That'll be all right. <laughs> just kidding. No, <laughs> you're definitely up for a raise. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. One moment. I just we gotta take note for just a second. Please take in my dad's amazing socks. Yeah. I love them so much. God yeah. bless America. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Land that we love. I just had to let that out there because Wait, did you choose those yourself favorite. though? That's the big question that's always been around. Tim, no, why do you, okay, th- why do you throw me under the bus like that? <laughs> All right. Pastor Renee definitely them. picked out the outfit. <laughs> they were on the foot of my bed. Yes. yes I picked okay. them up and put them on. <laughs> Got it. We're just we're keeping it real here. Oh, well, let's let's continue with this, Pastor Tim. Why don't you go ahead and flow into what the Lord's put on your heart? Um, yeah. what he's been speaking to you about. Yeah, so it's it's absolutely amazing as 
we all sit down and we just start talking about what we hear from God and what he was saying to us to be able to bring this morning. And it was like one of those times where I don't know, God, really is that what you really want to say? And I struggled with myself and I'm sitting at my computer and it's like, is that really what you want to say? And, and are those verses, are you, are you sure? I don't know. They just don't seem. And then pastor starts to talk and it's just like, Okay, yeah. I guess so. I guess that's what <laughs> that's it. what you're wanting to say. I guess you, yeah. Look, can I just interrupt here for a second? You know, for for the last three, almost four years, we will have three people speaking every time. There's five Sundays. Uh, call it the three amigos. We have three three people that are that are speaking, and never once they they ask me in the very beginning, well, what do you want me to speak on? And I said, whatever Holy Spirit lays on your heart, yeah. I believe that He's going to bring the right message, even between the three of you. And it's it's been the same. Thing. Each of these series that we've done, we don't collaborate first. I don't tell them, I want you to bring this, you to bring this, you to bring this. It's yeah. what, I want you to be led by Holy Spirit. And, and if you are, and your antenna is up in the spiritual airways, that he's going to give you the message and the words, and that's what comes together. And we're just so excited for it to work that way. Yeah, yeah. which let me say, it was super nerve-wracking when he first did that years ago, because <laughs> I'm one of the guys that do that, and he was like, Pastor was just like, whatever you want to say, because I think I was the one probably the most that was asking, like, what do, what do I speak about? And he's like, whatever, whatever Holy Spirit tells you. And I'm like, that's not the right answer. <laughs> what, what do you want me to speak about? And, um, and you get so nervous, and I'll be sitting off to, to my side, and I'll be like, my hands are sweating, and I'm rocking, because I know it's about time to speak, and it's like, I get up there, and I... I speak for my 12 minutes, and then I come back and sit down, and then normally Pastor Benji goes next, and he gets up there, and he's like, well, that was great. Pastor Tim basically just said what I needed to say, and here's some more, and then all of a sudden Matthew jumps up, and yep. he's like, this is what we had to say there, and it just keeps building on top of each other. Um, so with mine, um, talking about one of the things that um, we, I started to, to research and study and that the Lord seemed to kind of be putting together was the fact of him being our constant, him being our rock in our life and during these times that it's the winds and the rains to kind of start to go around us and our where's our focus at mm -hmm. and our focus needs to be on the rock the foundation that we build ourselves on and the verse to start off that I have is first uh, Samuel chapter 2 first Samuel chapter 2 verses 1 and 2 and it says then Hannah prayed my heart rejoices in the Lord mm -hmm. the Lord has made me strong and now I have an answer for my enemies I rejoice because you rescued me. No one is holy like the Lord. There is no one beside you. There is no rock like our God. And that verse hit me so hard because Hannah's saying, now I've got an answer for my enemies. I've, I've gone through these times. I've gone through these things. And I've got an wow, answer to be good. able to respond, to be yeah. able to say that God is my rock. And, um, and there's nobody like him. And I, and. I think when you start talking about, and she's saying that there's no one even holy like him. And, we, and he asks us to be holy because he's holy. Yeah. Yeah. And we get to walk oh, in that with him and, and, and be able to, in the justification process, that sanctification process, mm -hmm. that we get to constantly be just walking with him, talking mm -hmm. with him, and knowing yeah. that he is our rock. He's our constant in our lives, no matter what we're doing, no matter our, not, it's not, not what we're doing, but no matter what we're going through and what's kind of coming against us, um, that, that he's there for us. And so going into Psalms 18, it starts off, and there's a couple different verses in there, but verse one, it says, I love you, Lord, you are my strength. Verse two says, the Lord is my rock, my fortress and my savior. My God is yeah. my rock in whom I find protection. Yes. And he is my shield, the power that saves ah. me and my place of safety. Love that the psalmist like 
made it personal. Right. It's not yeah. somebody else's rock. It's not somebody else's foundation, but it's my rock, my yes. God. And we get to experience him mm. as my God. Yeah. No more going through you know, a person to try to get there because we know that it's Jesus Christ. He's our mediator yes. that gets to connect us to the uh, Father uh, and bring, let us walk boldly into his throne room. Yes. Um, yes. Verse, so uh, sorry, it changed things. Verse three says, I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise and he saved me from my enemies. The ropes of death entangled me. Floods of destruction swept over me. The grave wrapped its ropes around me and death laid a trap in my path. But... It is my, in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary. Mm-hmm. My cry to him reached his ears. Amen. And during this time, we are able right. to reach out to him. Um, you know, again, we were so, I mean, you get, you get used to the norm of the week. You know, we know Wednesday nights are Bible study nights, so I've got to be here at the church. Sunday morning is going to be worship. I'll wait till then. And, and you're getting used to that. And then now it's like, <laughs> well, we're not coming to the church. Now we're at home and we're yeah. experiencing this home revival. Oh, yeah. And it's having us have that heart check moment, that foundation moment where it's like, am I really founded upon the rock? Yes. Am I really founded on the on the things that I used to preach about or say or say I, I really, you know, I loved him. But did we really love him when trials came and, and problems yeah. came? And the psalmist says that he, you know, he reached out. Verse 30 says, God's way is perfect. All the Lord's promises prove to be true. He is a shield for all who look to him for protection. For who is God except the Lord? There's no other Lord like him. Who put our God, who but our God is a solid rock. I mean, it's just like the, so the perspective changed. Yeah. It's no longer on the situation around us, but now he's saying, so really who is like our God? Who is a rock like our God? Who can be that constant oh, in our good. life, that ever present help in time of trouble? Mm-hmm that we know that it's him. And so this is all still from the same Psalms. Uh, you go down to verse 46 yeah. and it says, the Lord lives, the Lord lives. Praise to my rock. May the God of my salvation be exalted and rescues me from my enemies. You hold me safe beyond the reach of my enemies and you save me from violent opponents. For this, O Lord, I praise you among the nations and I sing praises to your name. You give great victories to your kings and you show unfailing love to your anointed. And it's just like, man, when you begin to have that, have that foundation and begin to recognize that so many things are going, you know, different and different directions right now. And uh, during this time, we've completely had to change up how we do life. Yeah. Um, how we even greet people has been completely different. Um, how we even... Um, see family members, you know, and it's a lot of FaceTime's been happening. Again, a, a, a new way of doing things, but it's yeah. like, you know, but above all, like Hannah said, um, you know, back in Samuel, she said, uh, but now I've got an answer for my enemies. Now I've got an answer to this COVID-19. I've got an answer to the, the winds and the rains, and that is that my God is my rock, yeah. and that's got to be our answer. Whenever we're saying it's it's him, it's him who does it, him who brings mm. us through, him who takes care of us, you know, and it's so amazing. So then it brought me to Matthew chapter 7, um, <laughs> verse 24 through 27. And it says, anyone, Jesus is talking, says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Though the wind comes uh. and, the wad, and the flood waters raise and the wind beats against that house, it won't collapse 
because it, because it is built on the rock. Yes. Um, then it goes on to say, but anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and the floods come and the wind beats against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Oh. And, you know, talking about that heart check moment as we begin to build our lives um, again, it's be, you know, we thought we maybe had it all together. Um, my son loves Legos, and I love to build them with them, even though we get super frustrated um, trying to build. I mean, it's like sometimes these Legos are just so complex. But it's always cool to see as you go through each step, and it's having you build the foundation of whatever you're building, because then when it's going to take you to the next step, it's going to take you to the next step. And that's where I feel like we're at in this season, in this time, that we're building on the rock. We're building on the foundation of knowing that nothing can stop the gospel of Jesus Christ. And now it's just going to take us, propel us into the next season, the next time of what God's got for us in this, in this next season. Um, it's like my but, situation and my circumstances look bleak. Like, oh no, oh dear, my cir- circumstances again. Circumstances, situation looks bleak, but God. But, but God. God. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, so it goes in, I, uh, some of the verses that was when Jesus was talking to his disciples and he asked them, you know, who do, who do men say that I am? And they start giving all these different examples, all these different, you know, things that they had heard. Um, and he said, okay, that's great, but who do you say that I am? Yes. And that's where that home revival is coming yeah. into. That's where well, this time powerful. of spending time together as a family or being with each other. It's like, really, you know, I can talk to my kids and, and, kind of like leave it up to Sunday school teachers to give, bring them the word. But it's like, no, I've got to bring them the word. You know, I've got to bring them. Like when we're, we're, we're getting the kids ready for bed, um, my wife homeschools, so she's with the kids a lot throughout the day. So when I get home, it's, it's, I take it as my time to put the kids to bed and, and my time I get to spend with them and we pray and we read the verses. But um, we've got like a kid's Bible that we're going through. And it's, it's always been like my oldest that we've done it with and then, and then um, my daughter, the next one. But like even Isaiah, who's my smallest one, even he's like, Daddy, book, book. And he starts pointing to the kid's Bible if we, if we happen to miss it or you know, we're tired. And he's That's like beautiful. wanting to read it, wanting yeah. to. And then my oldest is like, I remember that story when we learned it in Sunday school. And I remember that story from the other time that we read it. And it's like, man, that's, we want to build a great foundation. Um, you know, because the Bible tells us if we point our kids in the right direction when they're older, they're not going to depart from it. They're yeah. not going to forget what was, what was given into their heart. And it's the same with me. Uh, with what my mom has done in our lives, uh, mine and my sisters, of the foundation, you know, of prayer, of reading your word. And it's still so, uh, I still call her all the time and ask her for prayer, or mom, can you give me a, just a word of encouragement, and we'll talk for a little while. And it's just awesome to be able to have that. But that foundation that we build on mm-hmm. is totally important. Um, and so when Jesus does that, he, Peter responds and says, you know, you're the, the, the Messiah, the Christ, the yeah. son of the living God. And Jesus says, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell won't, won't prevail or won't be able to go against it. And a lot of people think that, you know, because of Peter, his name meaning the rock, but really it's coming after that who Jesus is. Yeah. And we get to build on that. We get to know, like you're talking about that peace that Jesus had in the middle of the storm because he knew who he was. It's that same thing. We get to know who we build on and that's Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. So Ephesians chapter two, verse 18 um, says, for through him, we both have access to the Father by the one Spirit. Consequently, we are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people mm. and also members of his household. Mm-hmm. Built 
on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with yep. Jesus Christ himself as the chief, chief cornerstone. cornerstone. Amen. In him, the whole building is joined together and raises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Mm. Amen. You were created to be a dwelling place. Yeah. A I dwelling place, even as a family. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, I know for us as well, but like, even as a family that we're coming together, whether we wanted to or not, um, you know, or um, however, it may, however it may be. It's funny, you're getting like, we get like all these emails and text messages coming through um, from different things that we've, you know, subscribed to for marriages and stuff like that for marriage conferences. And it's like how to get along with your spouse during this time or how to get along with your family during this time. And it's kind of interesting. It's like, wait a minute, how come we're like, it's totally the wrong perspective that we might yeah. be looking at it. Like we get the chance <laughs> to be able to be with our kids and we Amen. walk around, talk with them. Um, you know, I think we've liked it a little bit more because now, you know, sitting in a restaurant with three kids can tend to be a little crazy. <laughs> um, uh, but now it's like, you know, we get our food, but we're able to sit at the table more, um, discuss things more, you know, and and laughing about certain things. And it's just like, you know, our, yeah, we're ready to get to the church and we're ready to to, to get all together, but it's just like, you know, enjoying those moments. And we've been hearing a lot of those testimonies yeah. coming from yeah. other families, yeah. you know, that have been saying that they just been enjoying being with their families and doing more things. So um, the last verse that I've got here is Ezekiel uh, 36, and it says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. You shall dwell in the land that I give to your fathers mm. and you shall be my people and I will be your God. Amen. And so, I mean, mm. going all the way through that he's our God, he's our rock. Yeah. And all the way through that it's going to be the fountain. He wants the, to be the rock underneath us to support us and, and to take out those, those um, rocks that we've allowed to get into our yeah. heart to even the, you know, a heart check moment um, to even allow the enemy to come in. You know, it's, it's really easy to allow him, but when we can see it, recognize it and Mm. be like, that's, it doesn't belong there. But what belongs there is the spirit of a living God that dwells, breathes and moves in us. So, Mm. yeah. yeah. So good. I love what you were saying, even about how you're getting these things. It was like how to get along with your spouse during this time. And it's like, what? Oh, that's <laughs> definitely the wrong perspective that yeah. this should be such a beautiful time for us. I mean, in growing closer unity and everything like that. But I'm, I think the thing that has been happening is the fruits of the spirit are really tested in our lives. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is a testing ground of, <laughs> hey, am I walking out what I what I say? You know, we're talking about like your lips, but then your heart is far from me. Like on my lips, you say you're close to me, but your heart's far. So our actions actually lining up to what it means to be a believer. And what's great is when you, when you know how good the Lord is, you know his kindness, it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. And as a parent, um, I know that like you, you as my parent, I'm not a parent, you as my dad, um, when I was doing something wrong, you would talk to me about it. You would let me know why I was doing something wrong, but discipline did happen. <laughs> I did get some spankings, but you, you made it clear to me like, Hey, this is, this is off. Like that. This is, this is not right behavior. And praise the Lord. I was actually able to grow then as a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's a similar to the, it's very similar to the situation 
where we could go with the flow of what we had done before. Mm-hmm. But in this time, all of a sudden, it's, it's tested. The fruits of the Spirit are tested in our life. Where we're like, Jesus is the center of our family. And then we're like, whoa, is he really? Yeah. And he begins to show us things that were off. And we talk about a heart check. You know, we, what you were talking about too, Dad, where it's this, this heart position with the Lord. Are our hearts really pure? Are our motives yeah. really clean? Um, and God begins to reveal it in these slowing down times where you're not as busy. It starts to come out or in the pressing, you know, when there are trials, it, it's tested a little bit more. And so what is coming out? Well, if it's jealousy, anger, anything like that, well, that's not of the Lord. So we do get to repent. Thank you, Lord, because of what Jesus did, we get to repent. And so as believers, this is a refinement that's been happening and we've talked about this a lot. There is a refining that's happening, and it's a beautiful thing. And it, it's painful, though, because you begin to realize, oh, <laughs> yeah. that was not the kindest thing I've ever done. I mean, in our family, we talk about a lot like, with um, my mom and dad, with my mom especially. We love each other something fierce, but my fruits of the Spirit sometimes are, are tested there. Where I'm like, oh, mom, I'm so sorry. Like, the Lord refines things in me through my glorious mama because, my, you know, like we talk, if we're being real, like in relationships, the people who we're closest with, it gets tested that way. And then we get to realize, wow, that thing in me needs to die. Lord, well, mama, I'm really sorry that I spoke sharply to you. Lord, forgive me, God. Like it, it's a beautiful refinement that happens. Mm-hmm. Nothing more humbling than, than oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'll say that there's almost like nothing more humbling than apologizing to an eight-year-old or a five-year-old and being like, I'm really sorry. I wasn't supposed to, I, I shouldn't have said that or I shouldn't have acted that way. You know, please forgive me. And then they start crying. Then you start crying because they're crying. And then it's like, no, okay, you know, but um, it's let's beautiful. see that. Okay, yeah, I, I like to jump in here just for a second. But when you're talking about hearts being revealed by our actions. Yeah. Now, sometimes we will we will have a very, uh, a quick action. Yeah. And then, you know, one of the things that I've, believed and and preached for a long time that that the amount of time between when the holy spirit convicts you of something and you ask forgiveness of from god and from whoever you may have offended is definitely showing your heart position and the heart check it's like are we always going to be perfect are we always going to act perfectly absolutely not but when we are in a good position in our heart and, and, and we're serving and we're listening to the heart, positioning our heart and ourselves in such a way, in such a manner that we can be coached and corrected. Oh. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort, comfort me, yeah. they coach me, they correct me, they yes. keep me on the right path and going the right direction when we are correctable and approachable and coachable our heart is in the right place and we will respond appropriately to that correction and then our heart will be revealed in our response to that to to that time i mean when when we're under the pressure cooker we won't always respond perfectly and just right right. but we will apologize and ask Mm -hmm. forgiveness when we've responded incorrectly and from the Mm -hmm. flesh rather than from the direction of the spirit yes that's so good oh that's so good and being able to hear that apply that and we'll be like a wise man who builds our house on the rock yeah 
There yeah. you go. So are we perfect in all of our actions? Absolutely not. But our hearts revealed by what we do mm -hmm. and how we respond to the correction that we receive from. Yep. Okay. That's so good. It's good. Um, I just wanted to read mainly from Colossians and Ephesians, uh, just some of the things the Lord has been talking to me about that as Christians, you know, we really should look different. Um, this yeah. basic stuff, but I mean, we should definitely look different. There should be something different about us. I mean, in the book of Acts, the early church, they were, it talks about, they were revered, like people so looked up, up to them, but they didn't dare join them until they wanted to be in. Like yeah. they walked in miracle signs and wonders. There was something that was very different about them. They, I mean, they gave everything they had to the poor. Like they lived a very different life. And so we as Christians, we, we should look different. Like we really should. If Christ is the center of our life, we should be a little Christ. Like we should be little Christians walking around is what we should be. You know, we should look like him. We should live like him. We should talk like him. And my notes went wacky for just a moment there. Still going wacky. There we go. So in Colossians 3, it says, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So we could just read that and we're like, woo, yeah. But here are the things like when you read the Bible, it's very clear when we talk about the if you, then I. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we don't read the yeah. second part of the scripture that comes with it. Yeah. And a lot of the times that's the thing where it's like, oh, <laughs> that thing in me needs to die a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So it says, first of all, you know, You've been raised to a new life with Christ. When Christ is revealed, you'll be revealed with him, sharing in his glory. We're like, woo, yes. Okay, so then it says, and Christ was your life. So put to death the sinful and earthly things lurking within you. Mm. Lurking where? Within you. Yeah. Heart check. Heart check. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust and evil desires don't be greedy for a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world because of these sins the anger of god is coming well we don't read that one a lot <laughs> <laughs> you used to do these things when your life was still a part of this world mm. when your life was still a part of this world you used to do those things but now is the time to get rid of anger Rage, that's probably been tested in our homes. Yeah. Time to get rid of anger and rage. Malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Come on, hear that one too. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature now and be renewed as you learn to know your creator, as you learn to know God. Be renewed as you come closer to him Know him more and more, digging into his word, being with him as you learn to know your creator and become like him. So when we know him, we then become more like him. But we have to look at what his life looked like. It looked very different than ours, right? Well, hopefully ours looks more and more like him. Um, 
It goes into, in this life, in this new life, it doesn't matter if you are Jew or Gentile, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters. And he lives in us. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves. God chose us to be the holy people he loves. So we must close ourselves. You must clothe yourself with tenderhearted mercy, with kindness, humility, gentleness and patience make allowance for each other's faults (laughs) and forgive anyone who offends you remember the lord forgave you so you must forgive others above all clothe yourselves with love which binds us all together in perfect harmony and let the peace that comes from christ rule in your hearts for as members of one body we are called to live in peace and to always be thankful. Yeah. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom that he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus. Yes. Giving thanks yes. through him to God the Father. So, I mean, we've had these talks where just thinking about how we live our life, like, I mean, basic things with when you're having more time right now, there's a reality. There's probably a lot more Netflix watching, things like that. And those are the easy times for us to actually compromise where we're like, oh, you know, it's not that bad. But I mean, it comes down to it. Like if Jesus was in the room right then there, if he was sitting next to you, would you would we watch certain things? Yeah. You know, like living a different life. Our our life should be different. Um, so if Jesus was sitting right here, which actually he's in us, so he right. is so in he the is room. Yeah. <laughs> he's as close as it gets. You know, would we be watching these things? Would we be filling our minds with that? Um, when we're thinking about conversations that we have. Like this says that don't mm-hmm. talk about um it's talking about how, how we talk, our our language what we're speaking about, not slandering, all these things, you know, gossip. If Jesus was right here, think about just your basic conversations. Would we say certain things? Um, Would, you know, just those questions, thinking that way, being aware, setting our mind and our sights on Jesus, the reality that we're living for him and that everything that we do should be a representative of the Lord. So in, in my friendships, in whatever it is, that I actually am a representative of the Lord. Are we representing him rightly? It's yeah. a part of it, too. So we as Christians, we should we should look different. Were you going to say something, Dad? Yeah, I don't really want to interrupt your in a, Go in a, for it. In a I, can, I can here, feel it. You're ready. It just, <laughs> you just remind me of something I, I can remember back 1993 even, but... I remember later on having, I wasn't born. having conversations with you later on, having conversations with, with you and talking about the things, you know, it, it, it's the things in our heart that come out of our heart. But the th- as we guard our heart, there's yeah. scripture yes. that says above all things, guard your heart. Yes. Yeah. But as we Ooh. guard our heart and, and our spirit, it's, it is like when I spend a great deal of time around the church and around and, and around Christians and the conversations that we have, you know, it, it's amazing. And I've protected myself from a lot of like, I'm just going to say like R-rated movies. It's one yeah. of the things that's, that 
I've had conversations as Christy was growing up, uh, not really a problem with her, because I explained it this way. It's like, you know, when, when you go out and, and you hear something, like you hear somebody use, we're just going to call this, use the Lord's name in vain. Yeah. They say, you know, blank, blank, blanket. And, and it's like someone has just run their fingers down a chalkboard and at it's least because it you just be feel like it that. yeah well i'm saying it at first yeah if it's not something that you've heard in your home or something and it feels like someone just scratched a chalkboard it it, it, it injured your spirit just like oh yeah. that that sounded horrible to me that feels terrible i don't want to even be near this right now yeah. or that you see somebody doing something or, or telling like a really a really raunchy joke or something and, and you're, you're going to give a, a courtesy laugh or something and so when it just absolutely makes you feel sick in your spirit. But the more time that you spend around that or in that environment, around people that are talking like that, your spirit becomes desensitized and it doesn't yeah. really hurt you. It doesn't feel like it burns your ears uh, or it feels like it's like, it's oh, yeah. because we just become accustomed. We become desensitized. To these things that's why i've not for years and years and years watched anything that's r-rated because it says yeah. you need to be at least 17 years old to watch this there's it a means reason there's going to be nudity there's going to be graphic violence there's going to be this and this it's like then why do i want that in my home yeah so exactly my thinking is we don't want to be desensitized to his spirit and yeah. to his correction and if we keep ourselves who will ascend the hill the the hill of god those with clean hands and a pure heart yeah. Yeah. we want to keep our heart clear our hands yes. clean and, and our our hearts pure Let, let's don't compromise this be not conformed to the standards of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind yes. through Christ yes. Jesus. Yeah. So that means we should look different than the world. Just like back to we, we should totally look different than the world. I mean, Jesus, he, you know, sometimes you hear this argument. It's like, well, Jesus was hanging out with all the sinners. It's like, yeah, but he knew no sin. Like he walked this perfect life and he called them up to a higher standard exactly as well he actually yeah. brought them out of that he didn't conform to where it was the same because as christians like i'm saying we should look different like we really should look different you don't have to talk the same way they talk you don't yes. have to do the same things they they do if they don't see something different in you they Where's will the not hope? be called up exactly. to another level too so yes 100 yeah. i mean the bible is really clear if if I mean, in the New Testament, it talks so often, be careful how you live. Like, carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Carefully determine. Um, in Ephesians 4, Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you've been called by God. So there's like a begging, live a life worthy of your calling, because you've been called by God, that Jesus paid the ultimate price. He died for us was raised from the dead for a clean, you know, a pure and spotless bride, not this, like, this mediocre bride. Mm -hmm. And so we are, he's begging us, live a life worthy of your calling. And sometimes it's a lot more basic than we realize. Like you said, I mean, there were those bracelets. You remember the what would Jesus do bracelets? Yeah. Thinking about that in the moments. Hey, what would Jesus do? If he was in this room right now, which he is thinking that way. Um, if we go down, it says in chapter four, it still says, um, 
Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. So put on your new nature, which is created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Stop telling lies. Yeah. Boom. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we we are all parts of the same body. Don't let sin... Um, And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you're a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good, hard work. Give generously. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. (laughs) Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. So get rid of all bitterness, all rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. So all of that is considered evil behavior to the Lord. That's like, all right, Lord, we need you. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Um, if you go down again in chapter five, talks about living as people of the light. It says, imitate mm-hmm. God in everything that you do, because you are His dear children. Um, live a life filled with love. Um, it says, carefully determine what pleases the Lord and take no part in worthless deeds and evil and darkness. So carefully determine what pleases the Lord. So I just, like I said, this is kind of ABCs. I'm talking about it, but I, I feel this really strongly for us when we're talking about this being a reset. That this is a time where we're crossing over. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Are my conversations pleasing to the Lord? Are my, my friendships, my relationships, are they pleasing to the Lord? Um, let him refine us that way. Really letting him refine us. Turn our eyes upon Jesus. Um, looking at him and looking different. That we are really called to look different and to look like him. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. I go, uh, Back in chapter 4, you know, talking mm-hmm. about like not letting the sun go down on your wrath that's something that um, my wife has really um, implemented and pushed in our marriage is like if we're having a a discussion Mm -hmm. about a certain (laughs) issue um, and it's coming to be late like we make sure we resolve it um, that night because we Mm -hmm. we don't want to go to bed in the next morning to continue in that and again giving that place to the enemy Um, and if we can have those heart check moments where we're saying we don't want to give place to the enemy we don't want to allow the offense. We don't allow the bitterness, the anger, whatever it may yeah. be that's coming into us. We want to get it out because, again, we want to have a heart that's flesh, filled with his spirit. Yes. And as we hear it and then move us forward. Yeah, those tender hearts before him. Yeah. You're about to say and something, you said Dad. People of, people of the light. You just said people mm-hmm. that yep. become people of the light. And I just want to go back again and say, arise, shine, for your yep. light has come. Yes. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you, for behold... The darkness, you just talked about darkness. Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness 
the people, as the mm -hmm. people fall into darkness. But the Lord will arise over you, back to the yes. 60th chapter of Isaiah, yep. but exactly. the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light. Yes. When we are people of light, we will, people will be drawn to us. It's yeah. true. People will exactly. be drawn to us. They yeah. see the light of Christ in us. Yes. They will be drawn to us because of our behavior, because yeah. we do look different. We do sound different. We have become a new creation in Christ yes. Jesus. Yes. Yes. And we will be changed. Yep. Our actions will be different. Yes. Yeah. Um, just flowing off of that in Ephesians 5, starting at uh, this be the verse 14 it says, awake, O sleeper, rise yep. up from the dead and Christ will give you light. Hmm. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, yes. exactly. So I just, like I said, it's total basics, but it's the reset of we're, we're preparing ourselves for him, that our hope is the reality, like, heaven one day being with him that we set our eyes on jesus yeah. and living differently living in the light um being careful like carefully determining what he wants to do what does the lord want to do right here in this moment just our awareness of god as we come to know him more we become more like him and just having a tender heart before him that's good awesome yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. Well, we um, we love you guys so much. I just encourage you um get in the word. I I had a my week was a little like this. You know when all of a sudden your emotions feel kind of off. It was one of those weeks and then I all of a sudden was, you know, in my word and every time I'd be in my word, his peace would settle. So get in his word. Um just spend time with him and we cannot wait to be back together. I encourage you. Yes. We're talking about our home revival series. Tune in on Wednesday. It's at seven o'clock. We also have our Zoom Bible study. Get in on that. We'll have our prayer set up. So we've got all kinds of stuff for you to engage with the Lord more and more at home. So stay connected and we love you guys so much. Let's yes. pray. Yeah. Which one of you guys want to pray? Should I pick one? You can go ahead. Yeah, I was like, oh. Yeah. It's democratic. We just took a vote. I won. <laughs> yeah. We just thank you, Father. We are so grateful that you are such a loving, loving Father, that you care so much about each and every one of us, that you have a plan for our lives, and that your desire is that we would live fruitful, mm -hmm. fruitful lives, and that we, <laughs> that we would walk in generosity and that we would receive generously from you because you're a father who loves his kids. And I just pray right now as, as, we, as we, as you, your, your word says that your word says that your word will not go void. And mm -hmm. as we have shared what you put on our hearts, we're trusting and believing 
that the people, that you people out there are receiving what God has for yes, you today, Lord. that you will examine your hearts, yes. you will call upon the name of the Lord, and you will be saved. Yes. That as you receive him, and as you receive what he speaks to you, as he brings and speaks correction into your life, you know, there is therefore now no condemnation Amen. for those who are in Christ, mm -hmm. that we would not be condemned, but we would be convicted yes. of what we're doing, that he would show yes, us, Lord. that his light would shine on every area, that you will open up to him as you open your hearts and lives to him. He will shine his light into every dark corner and bring correction to you, and all you have to do is walk it out. Receive it receive that correction and walk it out Amen. and your life will be changed and his light will shine on you yes. and people will be drawn to you yes. your influence your circle of influence will just continue to grow because god wants to use you we just speak blessing over your life in the mighty name of jesus christ and together we say amen, amen. and god bless you